Luca is one calm young man. Seems like whenever I do a baptism, I just get nothing but screaming. Sure, it has nothing to do with me. Uh, anyway, I want to uh, kind of whet your appetite for my sermon today. Um, here at Gloria Day, we have what we call five insights. And if you go ahead and advance to that next slide. These are kind of five guiding principles of how we operate, how we do ministry at Gloria Day. And in particular, we're going to be talking about the bottom one there today. Questions and doubts. Questions and doubts. And note that it says there, we welcome questions. Curiosity drives the faith journey. We welcome questions. So what is that relationship between having faith, but at the same time having doubts? That's, that's what I'm going to talk about in my sermon today. And I hope by the time you leave, you'll have a better understanding, a better picture of how, the, how those things interact. How, how does that all tie together? Okay? So that's, that's what we're going to be looking at today. Um, we're going to continue now with our Kyrie and our praise song. Our gospel lesson today is recorded for us in Matthew's gospel. This incident that we will hear about this morning takes place Uh, not long after Jesus had been raised from the dead. And Matthew writes, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Here ends our gospel lesson. I invite you to be seated. I want to begin this morning by saying that I suspect that some of you, perhaps many of you, perhaps all of you, have been wrestling with a deep question. As we enter this new year, a very deep question. The question I suspect that you've been wrestling with is this. Will Pastor Mike be as uproariously funny in 2020 as he was in 2019? (laughs) Some of you, I won't name any names here, but some of you have been doubting if that's possible. And so for you doubters, let me put your minds at ease right now. A woman was chatting with her next door neighbor. I feel really good today, she said. I started out this morning with an act of unselfish generosity. I gave a $100 bill to a no-good bum. Her neighbor replied, You just handed a bum $100? Your husband Bob must have been furious. My husband wasn't mad at all, said the woman. It's Bob's poker night tonight and he needed the cash. A lady had changed dentists, and she was waiting for her first appointment in the reception room when she noticed her new dentist's graduation certificate, which bore his full name. And she got to thinking, she remembered that a tall, remarkably handsome boy with the exact same name had been in her high school class some 45 years earlier. 
And so she wondered, well, might it be him? Well, when she saw the dentist, however, she thought to herself, oh no, that's not him. This guy is far too old to be him. There's no way that's him. There's no way. This guy's way too old. He looks terrible. Look at him. He's mostly bald. His remaining hair, the fringe of it is gray. His face is deeply lined with wrinkles. He has a beer belly. Nope, not him. Too old. Definitely can't be him. Well, anyway, at the end of her appointment, after the dentist had examined her teeth, the lady decided, well, I'm just going to ask him if, by chance, he attended the local high school. And the, and the dentist said, well, as a matter of fact, I did attend the local high school. Oh, she said, when did you graduate? He said, 1975. Why, you were in my class, the lady exclaimed. And the dentist kind of looked at her and he said, I'm sorry, I, I, I just can't seem to place you. What subject did you teach? <laughs> and to think, some of you were doubting. Some of you were doubting. Go ahead and advance to that next, uh, next slide. Enough foolishness here. We've got to get down to some serious work. Uh, speaking of doubting, that's, that's my topic for today. I want to focus on the topic of doubt and its relationship to the topic of faith. Okay? I want us to take a deeper look at faith and doubt. And so to begin here, uh, go ahead and advance to that next one. I want you to look at the screen. Many people seem to think that the relationship between doubt and faith kind of looks like this. The, the thinking is that way over on the far end of one end of the spectrum is faith. And we talk around here a lot at Gloria Day about faith. I have faith that Jesus loves me. I have faith that Jesus rose from the dead. I have faith that Jesus truly forgives my sins. Okay, so we talk a lot about faith. And so we kind of think of faith as being on one end of the spectrum. Go ahead and advance to that next one. So the assumption then is often made that way on the other end of the spectrum lies doubt. Okay, the thinking being that doubt would somehow be the opposite of faith. And so the presupposition is, is that faith and doubt are an either-or deal. So you either have one or you have the other. You either have faith or you have doubt. And maybe you've thought about faith and doubt in that way. Well, go ahead and advance to that next one. I'm here today to tell you that that's wrong. It's not how the relationship between faith and doubt works. I want to show you how it really works. So go ahead and advance to that next one, if you will. First off, the diagram is wrong because life is not linear. Life is circular. Our entire life is a giant circle. It's connected. Our lives are connected. Life is circular. It's not linear. And so as you can see, on the circle, I've picked a spot on the circle and I put faith on there. And the opposite side of the circle, see the little dotted line? The opposite side of the circle would be the opposite of faith. And so I've got a question for you. What is the opposite of faith? Go ahead and advance. The answer is certainty. 
The opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is certainty. Let me, let me illustrate. I parked my car today over in the Washington Elementary parking lot behind the school over there. Right now, I have faith that my car is still there. But I cannot be absolutely certain of that. It might have gotten towed. It might have gotten stolen. I actually, a little sidebar here, when I was a student at the seminary, and at that time in my life, I didn't even have two nickels to rub together, my car got stolen. It was an old 84 Oldsmobile. It was a worthless car, and it got stolen. It was just mind-boggling. Uh, you'll get that in a sermon at some point, not today. Okay? But back to my point here, right now, I have faith that my car is still there over in the parking lot. And when we're done here today, I eventually am going to walk over there, and once I can actually see my vehicle and hop into my vehicle, then I will no longer need that faith. Because at that point, I will have certainty that my car is there. Because certainty is the opposite of faith. Once you have certainty, you no longer need faith. Does that make sense? Certainty is the opposite of faith. So, kind of raises the question, where is doubt on the circle? Well, go ahead and advance it. Turns out that doubt is actually right next to faith. And if you really stop and think about it, it makes, it makes perfect sense. Because it turns out that doubt is also the opposite of certainty. Let me give you a real dumb example here. Last Sunday, I won't lie, I doubted that the Vikings could beat the New Orleans Saints. But when Kyle Rudolph caught that touchdown pass in overtime to win the game... My doubt was over, right? I was certain at that point that the Vikings could beat the Saints. Once I had certainty, I didn't need doubt anymore. And it's, it's the same dynamic. Certainty is the opposite of faith. Certainty is also the opposite of doubt. All right, I've, I've kind of blabbered on long enough about this. Here's why this stuff matters. Here's why it matters. On literally every single topic we ever discuss here at church in worship, literally every single one, we do not have certainty. Okay, we cannot prove definitively anything that we say within these four walls here at Gloria Day. Let me just give you some examples. Is the Bible true? Well, we say yes, but we cannot be certain of that. We say the Bible is true by faith. Does God even exist? We say yes, but we cannot be definitively certain of that. If God exists, does God love this world? We say yes, but we cannot be definitively certain. Does, did God really become one of us in the truly human person of Jesus? We say yes, but we cannot be definitively certain. Did Jesus really forgive all sins? We say yes. Not definitively certain. Did Jesus actually rise from the dead on the third day after his brutal crucifixion? We say yes. But again, same dynamic. Through the waters of baptism, are we adopted as beloved sons of daughters into God's family? Well, again, we say yes. 
Is there life after death? We say yes. Will God reward our trust by inviting us into that life after death? Again, we say yes. But, folks, when it comes to every one of those questions I just just read off to you, can I show any of them to be true with 100% certainty? And the answer, of course, is no. And so when it comes to the matters of God, we are on the other side of the circle from certainty. We're on the green side up there. We're in the land of faith and doubt. So here comes the fantastic, incredible news that I do get to share with you today. God is well aware of that picture on the screen behind me. And what God promises to do is to love us and care for us and bless us as we wrestle all of our lives long with faith and doubt. And if you don't believe me, just just look at the life of Jesus. Who was it, and the Bible makes this really clear, who was it that drove Jesus the most crazy during his ministry? I mean, who, who were the people that made Jesus the most frustrated? And the answer is, the people who acted like they had certainty. The Pharisees, the other religious leaders, the, these guys were certain that they knew who God loved and they were certain that they knew who God despised. The religious types were certain that they knew exactly what everyone should do and not do. Jesus got really heated with people who were convinced of their own certainty. And yet, on the other side, never once, never ever once, did Jesus ever chastise anybody for having questions or doubts. Never. Remember Thomas? Remember Thomas? Thomas doubted that Jesus had risen and that Jesus had appeared to the other disciples. And so when the risen Jesus came back a week later and Thomas was there, Jesus didn't look at him and say, well, shame on you, Thomas. You doubted? Well, I'm done with you then. I refuse to have any love or any care about you. No, Jesus didn't do that. Jesus met Thomas, doubts and all, brought him to a deeper understanding. And, and, and let me also point out that Jesus did not say to Thomas, do not doubt, but have certainty. No, Jesus said to Thomas, do not doubt, but believe. Have faith. Have faith, Thomas. Trust me, Thomas. In in that gospel lesson I read for you today, the risen Jesus is with the disciples on a mountaintop. And and remember, these are the guys that were with Jesus at the Last Supper. These guys knew all about Jesus' gruesome death. These guys heard the women tell them of his resurrection. And here they are on a mountaintop in Galilee. And there's Jesus, obviously alive and well. And, And go ahead and advance, if you would. Matthew records this. This just kind of always catches me by surprise. Matthew says they worshipped him, but I don't know if you caught this, and I I even highlight it there, but some doubted. Even though Jesus was standing right smack in front of them, freshly risen from the dead, some of the disciples still had doubts. And I've often wondered, what did Jesus think of that? 
I, I'm kind of amazed, honestly, that he didn't go ballistic on these guys. I mean, I could see him just going, guys, I'm right here. What's wrong with you? What, what more do I need to do to show you that you should trust me? You guys are hopeless. Yeah, just, just go away. I mean, you, you might expect, and, and I don't think any of us would blame Jesus if he reacted that way. But of course, he's Jesus. He doesn't react that way. Jesus instead makes a promise. Go ahead and advance to that next one. He says, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus is well aware that there's a bunch of these guys that are still doubting, but he doesn't chastise them. He invites them to move from doubt to faith. And my friends, what was true for those disciples on that mountaintop all those years ago is true for you and me. If you have questions, if you have doubts, you are not somehow deficient. You are not scorned by God. God is not going to abandon you if you have some doubts. He's not going to punish you. Nothing of the sort. No, the, the, the same promise you see on the screen behind me is a promise that God makes to you. Jesus says, I will be with you always. When your faith is strong, Jesus says, I'll be there for you. When you have questions, Jesus says, I'll be there for you. When your faith is wavering, when doubt is creeping into your mind, I'll be there for you. And I want to just kind of close by adding this. Gloria Day Lutheran, will be there for you too. We are not one of those churches that will shun you for having questions and doubts. There are churches like that, as you well know. There are certain churches that will ostracize you if you show even the slightest doubt. Not us. Not here. Not at Gloria Day. Bring us your questions. Bring us your doubts. Together, all of us, all of us will hold each other up, support one another on this crazy circular journey we call life. We're going to cling with all of our might to this promise on the screen behind me that Jesus is indeed with us every step of the way, even with our doubts, even to the very end of the age. Amen.